doing the work, you wake up early, you read the books, you write down your goals, you do all the things you're supposed to be doing, but you're still not getting the results that you want. Well, in today's episode, I break down why you're not getting the results, and I talk about several action items and actions you can take to get breakthrough results. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr., and today I'm bringing you another solo episode. Today we're going to be talking about mindset, and mindset is a big reason. While it's the number one reason, if I was to give you one reason why I was able to achieve one of my long, long time goals, which was working from anywhere and taking an amazing, life-changing trip with my family while being able to work from anywhere. As long as I have a cell phone and internet connection, which wasn't always easy, I can work. And I just, you know, I'm sitting here in Charlottesville, Virginia, daydreaming of Montana, which is where we were. We actually spent about about a month out there. We were six weeks total door to door with all the travel we traveled out. We actually drove out and hit a bunch of national parks on the way out and had just this amazing, incredible journey where we went to Yellowstone National Park and Grand Teton National Park. We went to Jackson, Wyoming, Jackson Hole, Whitefish, Montana. Went to an amazing ranch called The Ranch at Rock Creek, theranchatrockcreek.com. Absolutely incredible, incredible place. If you're looking for a Western vacation, it's a five-star ranch. Amazing, amazing destination. And this was a dream come true for me. But I struggled. I struggled for many, many years trying to get there, trying to, to make this happen. It's not something that happened overnight. I was doing the work. I was working really hard for a really long time and not seeing results. And I remember when it was, when I actually started seeing results. And it was the same thing that happened in wrestling when I was competing as an athlete. I worked so hard. I was voted by my teammates the hardest worker on the team for my sophomore and junior and senior seasons. I was the hardest worker on my high school wrestling team. I mean, I was a worker, man. I just, I wrestled year round. I did everything you could possibly ask a young man to do who wants to reach his maximum potential. But it wasn't until I did one thing that I started seeing results. When I finally did this thing, my senior year in college, leading up to my senior year in college, everything just fell away. All the breakthrough happened, all the failures, all the struggle, all the adversity. I was able to just put that down off my shoulders and go compete and be the best version of myself. And the results came. So how about you? How can we help you? How can I help you get those same results? You know, I think back even in high school, here's an example of what I'm talking about where I was struggling but didn't get results. If you were to ask me if I could be a state champion in high school, Pennsylvania state champion, that was my goal. And if you'd asked me, can you be a state champion? I was like, yeah, I'm going to be. That's, I'm going to be a state champion. But here's the thing. I knew logically that I could be a state champion, but I didn't know emotionally. I didn't truly believe it at a deep, deep level. And you might feel the same way. There might be something in your life where you're saying, yes, I know I can do that thing, but deep down, it's like just superficial. And deep down, you don't truly believe it. And so once I finally overcame that, I'm going to give you some tactics for overcoming that, the world opened up for me. But it took me years of figuring this out. And listen, I just talked about this dream trip that I took. I have my dream business and things are pretty amazing right now. And I do want to preface this by saying, yes, I fail. Hence the name Success Through Failure is the name of the podcast. I own that. 
I argue with my wife. I get frustrated with my kids. I eat food that I wish I didn't eat after I was, I'm done eating it. I wake up some mornings wishing I didn't have that one last beer. I find myself at times drifting away from my faith. I have days where I don't like or feel like going to work. Like, I'm not perfect. I'm not coming from this position of perfection. And, and if you're listening to any podcasts or watching people on Instagram or social media talk to you like they have achieved some promised land where they have none of these challenges in their life, then they're just not pulling back the curtain and showing you the truth. And if that's if there's anything that this podcast does, it's that. It pulls back the curtain on the reality of life for successful people. The struggles are still there. So whenever you get from where you're at now to where you want to go, there'll still be challenges. There will still be struggles, but you'll be able to deal with them better. You'll have the resources or the mindset or the things in place in your life that will bring you fulfillment and joy. And I had a conversation with a gentleman by the name of Jeff Madoff a few days ago. Jeff Madoff, he's the CEO and founder of Madoff Production. This individual has achieved success. Absolutely incredible. His production company, they do like commercials and documentaries and web content for huge brands like Ralph Lauren and Victoria's Secret and Tiffany and just major, major brands, Harvard University. And you know he's been a featured speaker at places like the Wharton School at University of Pennsylvania and South by Southwest Brazil. Anyway, just an elite performer. He does amazing work. And it's interesting. He's talking about Ralph Lauren. He's talking about Ralph. He's got like a personal relationship, friendship, or you know, professional friendship anyway with a Ralph Lauren. So it's funny hearing him talk about that. But he talks about in this interview that you're going to hear. It'll be a few weeks before I publish it. But he talks about the myth of replication, and that is this: it's just because you follow the steps that somebody else has taken to get to success, it doesn't mean you're going to have the exact same results. Yes, success leaves clues. Yes, there are best practices. But just because you do steps one through 10, it doesn't mean you're going to have the exact same results. There's more to it. You're bringing your experiences to it. You're bringing your mindset to it. You're bringing all of your background, your knowledge, your education, your resources, et cetera. You're bringing all of that to the situation as well. So what's the missing piece? The missing piece that I find that most people have, if you're doing the work, if you're waking up early, you're writing down your goals, you're working out, you're doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing, you're making the phone calls, you're creating the to-do lists, and et cetera, et cetera, but you're not getting results. What are you missing? And man, do I wish I had listened to this episode a long time ago. If I could go back and deliver something to myself five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, this is the episode that I would give to myself then. So what's missing? Well, think I want you to think about it this way. No Olympic champion ever stepped onto the mat or into the pool or onto the field of competition or court without believing that they could be the Olympic champion. They weren't thinking, this is just too big for me. This is not my thing. I'm not good enough to be here. No, they weren't thinking that. And they weren't even just thinking, they weren't thinking that logically, but also deep down, they weren't believing that. They had a different belief. They had a, a logical belief that, of course, I can win this competition, logically, but also emotionally, there was a knowledge that, yes, I am capable. And not only am I capable, it's absolutely going to happen. And there are actually silver medalists who lost 
who stepped onto the mat or into the pool or onto the field or onto the court who actually believed that as well, but they, they failed. But they carried that belief with them. And that belief is the only thing that gave them a shot to actually winning. So how about you? How about you? Do you believe that logically, first of all, that you can achieve the success that you want? Do you, do you have a logical belief that, sure, it's possible for me? And is that connected to a deep emotion where internally, that's the key, internally, do you believe it? Because I think externally, most of us know that, sure, that's possible for me. Whatever that thing is that you want, it's possible. But when you don't have the emotional side, you don't deep down believe that it's actually true for you as well, then it's not going to happen. And so how do you do that? How do you make that switch, that switch, that, that shift to actually believing that? I don't know about you, but I know people who I've seen interviews with people and where you hear them talk about, this is before they're successful, and you hear them talk about their goals and what they expect of themselves, and you just listen to them. You go, that person's, they've got it. They are unstoppable. They're an unstoppable force because they are believing these things and saying these things, and I just 100% believe they're going to achieve it or at least maximize their potential in trying to achieve it. Have you ever come across people like that? I know I've, I've talked to people like that. I get to interview people like that. I've gotten to interact with people like that over the years. And they just have that certain thing. And it's like this, this belief. And they always read these quotes growing up. You've just got to believe. It's all about belief and believe in yourself and all that. It's like, yeah, well, how do I do that? How do I actually, is it a button I press? Is it like, what do I do to actually just believe? Because I can't just believe right now. There are tactics that you can do and use to create that belief. And I'm going to share those tactics with you today because your success, your potential, it's unlimited. It's unlimited. You think about Arnold Schwarzenegger. He grew up extremely poor in post-war Austria. He became a household name, superstar as far as bodybuilding, Mr. Olympia, I think, what, seven times or something like that. And then a superstar in the movies, right? And the governor of California, I mean, my goodness, Oprah Winfrey, she was born, you know, to a single mother and she was, you know, raped by a family friend when she was young. She was abused by another family member. She was pregnant by the age of 14, right? How did she get there? How did she achieve such amazing success? I interviewed a man by the name of Eric Weinmayer on my podcast, and that was episode 96. Way back in episode 96, I interviewed Eric Weinmayer, and he's a mountaineer. He summited Mount Everest, the culmination of any mountaineer's career. He also whitewater kayaked the Grand Canyon. I mean, parts of the Grand Canyon that are considered unrunnable. Whitewater kayaked them. And either one of those achievements is absolutely astounding, but Eric Weinmayer did both. And oh, by the way, he's blind. I mean, I could go on with these stories, but remind me again why you can't achieve success. Tell me again, what what was your excuse? (laughs) Now you believe. Okay, so you understand logically. You're at that point where you're like, okay, logically, I believe I can get there. But you're going to forget and you'll drift back to your beliefs. So you have to convert your beliefs. So how do you do that? I think about my story of coming to faith, my Christian faith. And, you know, I had to start with the logical belief. I didn't even have that 
but now I do. So for me, just for if your case, you're in the same boat where I was, where you just like logically like, okay, that stuff can't be true, right? This all the whole story of Jesus and everything. Well, for me, when I made this logical connection of, okay, I look at the world and I look at, sorry, this is a little side topic here, but I'm going to make this quick, uh, or you can fast forward through it if you want. But I understand, I look at the universe and you go, okay, there's like billions of galaxies and each galaxy has billions of stars and, oh, and there's clusters, there's galaxy clusters and there's supposedly billions of those. It's like, what? Wait a second. Like my mind can't even wrap my head around any of that. And then you take that smaller and smaller down to, you know, you got these galaxy clusters and then within them, you have galaxies, billions of those and you have galaxies and the galaxies are, there's a billions of stars and in each, each galaxy has planets and there's our little planet earth. And then we have earth and then we have continents. And then we have people like you and I who live on these continents and our bodies are made up of cells and you go inside of each one of those cells and has these little microscopic things you can't even see. And then in those, those are, are made up of atoms that are like infinitely small. And it's just like, holy macro. Like when you put all this together and you look at how a leaf grows, how a child grows inside of a woman's stomach, like in her uterus, how does that even happen? This is so mind blowing. To me, you have to go, okay, there's something else at play here. This isn't all random. And so there's something else going on here and there's a higher power. So for me, that's an easy leap. Okay, there's a higher power. And then here's the leap that I didn't make for a long time. And once I made it, I realized that, that this all makes sense. So the leap was this. If there's a higher power, what are the chances he, she, it would want to put a human being on earth to teach us how to live? Ah, that's not a very big leap. Of course, they would want to put somebody on earth to say, hey, here's how you're supposed to be doing this thing. Here's how this works. And here's how you're supposed to be treating those other people that I've put on the planet with you. You're tr- supposed to treat them with love and care and kindness and acceptance and all of this stuff. So that is a very tiny leap for me to make. It, he would put somebody down here and then also wouldn't have them live this like kingly life where everything was easy for them. No, he would make it really hard and still show how this person can love. It actually make them die one of the worst deaths, maybe the worst death you could ever imagine. And yet this person still lived with faith and this person still loved and was kind and helpful and serving and accepting. And to me, that's like, okay, so that's this logical leap. So I got the logical part down. So now how do you make the emotional connection to actually believing something's true? Okay, whether it's making a million dollars, whether it's believing in Jesus Christ, whether it's running a marathon or whatever it is for you. I'm going to give you the steps and the tactics that you can use today that are kind of weird, but they totally work. And and you see them working in religion. You can also see them working in the lives and minds of elite performers. You know, it didn't make me a different person using any of these, but it just helped me take my foot off the parking brake. And if you want to take your foot off the parking brake, you'll need to do the same thing. I don't care if you're a millionaire now or, or a CEO or a recent college graduate at an entry level position, or you're just stuck in your career and not really sure what's next for you, or stuck in your life somewhere and you're not sure what's next, you have limiting beliefs. So let's get to work in breaking them. All right, so I'm going to give you a bunch of tactics, nine to be exact, that you can use and put into place. Number one, listen to stories of great failures, like the ones I shared above, like Arnold and Oprah and Eric. And by the way, you can listen to my interview with Eric. I Like I said, there in episode 96. There's other great stories, like Wilma Rudolph. She was born in like the 1950s, I think it was, into a family of 22 children. She was number 20 out of 22. She came down with polio. She was crippled as a child. Doctors told her she would never walk again. Wilma Rudolph 
becomes a three-time Olympic gold medalist sprinter. Is that mind-blowing? Like, remind me again what your excuse is? <laughs> How about Steve Jobs? He created this amazing company, and then he got fired from it. And then, you know, this was all before he came back and got brought back on and led it to success. I mean, wait a second. Why should you have doubts again? Did you start a company and then actually get fired from your own company because you suck? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln failed seven times when running for office. Wait, you failed how many times and you're thinking now that you're not good enough? Well, Abraham Lincoln, arguably our most successful president, certainly probably the most memorable, and he's failed seven times doing the thing that actually led him to being able to change the world. I could go on with these stories, but so that's number one. Remind yourself of these stories. Listen to these stories. Seek these out. I mean, I don't know about you, but these are so exciting to me. They're mind-blowing, but it's not enough. These things wear off. These stories wear off. You have to keep reminding yourself of this stuff. So, all right, number two, steal this one straight from religion, taking things from a logical understanding to a deep-seated belief. And this is it. Mantras. You're going, ah, man, Jim, that's weird. Yeah, I told you these tactics would be weird. You feel weird doing mantras, then you can choose not to do them, but you're choosing not to take advantage of an amazing technique. Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest of all time at what he did, he said it's the repetition of affirmations that leads to belief. And when that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Things begin to happen. Muhammad Ali said this, affirmations, mantras, using the right words to yourself over and over. Um, Dana Wild, I interviewed Dana Wild in episode 227. This was a really popular episode, so I'd bookmark this or make a mental note. Episode 227 of the Success Through Failure podcast, really popular. If you like this episode, you'll love that one interview with Dana Wild. She's a mindset coach, and yeah, 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 mindset coach, whatever. No, she's good, man. She gives you some great tactics in that episode, so check that one out. Next one, number three, speak gratitudes out loud. Out loud, like say literally out loud so that you can hear it. You can hear your own voice talking about things you're grateful for. Like what's amazing right now in your life? Like what is just awesome? What are you like super thankful for? And guess what? Here's the best way to do that. Think about some challenge that you're actually thankful for and figure out why you just might be thankful for it. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for this challenge, this financial struggle that I'm going through right now because it is making me blank, like whatever it is for you, right? Whatever challenge you're facing, I'm thankful for this health challenge I'm going through right now because it's, it's made me more aware of the great things I have in my life and my relationships. It's made me more proactive about getting my things in order in my life right? Whether it's a will or uh, conversations that need to be had, what are you thankful for? Like think about these challenges even that you're grateful for. I used to do this quite a bit whenever I was had a commute. I don't have a commute. It's just going up the step now, but I still do this with the five minute journal. Um, I still say speak gratitudes out loud, but I did a lot of this as I was working on my mindset shift. Next one, number four, change your language. You know, for years, and I've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast now over the years, but when I was growing up as a wrestler, I just hated running because it, for me, the first time I did it, I, had, I was cutting weight, trying to make weight, and it would just sucked. I just sucked. I hated running. I couldn't run fast. And that was my first experience. So I just had this stigma. It's kind of like the first time you drink tequila. If you get sick, you're going to hate it for the rest of your life. If you don't, then you might actually like it. So me, good first experience with tequila, bad first experience with whiskey. So there you have it. But think about something that you say, I'm not good at. For me, it was running. So I finally just about five or six years ago, five years ago now, I signed up for a half marathon 
to force myself to run more and to overcome my fear and hatred of running. And so I started changing my language. I went from saying, I hate running and I'm not good at running to I'm starting to enjoy running and I'm starting to get better at running. And guess what? I did. And I enjoyed it. And I ran a half marathon and I've more recently run a marathon. And that's just how it works. It starts out with those words that you're saying to yourself. You might say, I'm not good at sales or I hate making sales calls. Change it to I'm getting better at sales. And I'm actually starting to enjoy sales calls a little bit. And when you say that, I'm actually starting to enjoy making sales calls. You're going to actually, your mind automatically starts finding like a little way to prove it's not lying. Oh yeah, you know what I actually do? I actually enjoy kind of the relationship part of that, like kind of getting to know somebody a little bit. Or I enjoy the thrill of the battle of trying to make that sale, right? Or whatever it is, you'll start finding reasons or excuses to believe yourself. I hate working out. Well, change it. I'm starting to enjoy working out. Then you'll start going, wait a second, kind of am starting to enjoy working out because I do my workouts with a group of friends. Or when I work out, I feel more confident and better afterwards. So I'm actually starting to enjoy working out. I hate waking up early. Well, you know, I'm actually starting to enjoy waking up early. And your mind is going to instantly go to why you might enjoy waking up early. Because you're up at the break of dawn, you're up before the world, you're getting a head start on things, you're more productive, all those things that come from it. So that's number four, change your language. Number five, this is weird. I'm just going to put this out there. One thing that I do with my clients, certain clients that I've used this with, who I feel really need it, is I have them keep a success log. And that is keeping track of any compliments that they've received, not just now, but like over the years, reasons they've have for succeeding and all the things that they have sort of unfair advantages that they have that help them, will help them be successful. This is helping it go from a belief that I can succeed to an emotional belief. So you keep track of this, these things on a log. I use a Google Doc and then eventually after you kind of feel like you have that list cultivated well, for me, I typically just kind of when I started, I just did a brain dump and then I came back to it. And after a while, you know, a few weeks, I'd think of something else and I'd add that to it and think of something else and I'd add that to it. And I still have this running log going. And every once in a while, I pick up my phone, I hit the record button for the voice memo and I record a voice memo. And now I've got it saved on my phone. And anytime I'm driving down the road, I can listen to it. So I used to have a, my plan was to, I would listen to it at least once a week. I would listen to this like five minute audio of all these reasons telling myself that I'm a badass, that I can achieve success. And when I did that, it reminded me that, oh yeah, you're not just a story of a bunch of failures and self-doubt and reasons why you can't. There's also these like unfair advantages and this outside validation you've received and these degrees that you have or connections that you have or work ethic or, or assets that you have in your life that are going to lead you to success. So listening, creating, and then listening to these recorded audios. That's number five. Number six, people. Who are the people you're spending your time with? Do they suck or are they just average or are they raising your standard and pulling you up? And you think of an Olympian on an Olympic team, they're not surrounded by a bunch of like amateurs getting started out in their sport. If they were, it would slow them down, pull them back. They're surrounding themselves with similar people, maybe even better people, right? The Olympian who wants to become an Olympic gold medalist is going to track down elite level coaches or people who have already been there, who have already won Olympic medals or coached other people to Olympic medals. And that's who you surround yourself with. So actually, who are you surrounding yourself with? Like who are the people outside of maybe just your immediate family that you're going to spend time with regardless? Like, are you choosing to spend time with like people who are crushing it 
in what you do or what you want to do, whether it's fitness or having awesome relationships or making a bunch of money, like, are you surrounding yourself with people who are crushing it or just kind of like whoever, just kind of whoever you bump into and kind of hang out with? That's a choice. It's a choice. You can be intentional or you can drift. So who are these people? And actually, everything I just talked about, pretty much the mantra, gratitudes, changing your language, recorded audios, people. So numbers, uh, what do we got here? Numbers two, three, four, five, and six. Those are all part of the environment of excellence. I talk more in depth about the environment of excellence, which is part of my coaching program. Talk about that in episode 152. And by the way, so I mentioned coaching. A lot of what I'm talking to you about here, I help my clients apply to their lives. And so if you want to kick the tires to see what it's like to have a coaching call with me, you can go to jimharshnerjr.com slash apply. And I have some time slots open on my calendar there. It's a kind of a one-time thing. If you want to give it a try and see if it's right for you, great. It's also for me, I don't make my coaching programs just available where you can just go to my website and, and sign up. I got to find out if, if you're a good fit for me, if I can get results with you. If so, great. If not, I'll point you in the right direction. Not everybody's the right fit. So there's a little bit of an application process there. But anyway, this is all, what I'm talking about is in the environment of excellence here. So episode 152 is another great episode to reference after this one. All right, number seven of nine. I interviewed Jared Kamar on my podcast, and I interviewed him in episode 125. He's a client of mine. He actually brought this idea to me, and it's this idea of basically a video vision board. If you ever heard of a vision board, it's basically, a, you know, you take a, a poster board and you take a bunch of magazines and you cut out pictures or print out pictures off the internet and you post them on the board and it's of the ideal life that you want to live. You know, it's like the home you want to live in, the amount of money you want to make and, you know, relate images that relate to like your relationships or vacations or whatever, all these things. And you just, you see that and you implant these images into your mind, but you put this vision board up. But anyway, there's the vi- idea of a vision board or what I call a Kmar video. His name Jared Kmar. So I just kind of coined it after him. But on my phone, I have iMovie. Actually, I just watched my Kmar video, my my vision board video this morning. But I've super easy. I just recorded this or just grabbed a bunch of pictures from my camera roll as well as off the internet. And I plugged them in and uh, put some music in the background. And I had this video. So pretty awesome. Same idea can be done with a vision board, you know, and a physical vision board or just putting quotes on your mirror, images around, etc. That's number seven. Number eight, visualization. Like... I struggled for a long time with visualizing in the real world because when you're an athlete, it's easy to visualize that podium moment or that wrestling match. I could visualize a seven-minute wrestling match, but in the real world, it's like, what does that look like? It's like a whole life of things. How do you like sit and do like a five-minute visualization of like everything in life? Well, you can't. So you visualize specific things like getting that job, doing the application or, or showing up the first day for your new amazing job, dream job, or visualize getting that big contract, visualize receiving that award, visualize driving that car that you want, visualize walking out of your boss's office uh, the day that you quit your job to go do your dream job or dream business like I do. So visualize that moment. And you might have a bunch of those, you might have a dozen of those, but just, just pick one on a regular basis and set a timer for two minutes and visualize it. And the key thing is here to feel it, feel the success and feel like that has already happened. 
feel like it's already done. For me, it's something I do on a regular basis still, at least once a week. I actually have an alarm on my phone. And this week, this month, by the way, it's actually what I call a micro goal of mine is to make sure I'm watching or I'm doing the visualization every single week. So that's one thing that is helping me, continuing to help me with my mindset. All right, last but not least, this one's weird also. I went to a hypnotist and it was amazing, life-changing for me. And I actually interviewed a hypnotist in episode 249, hypnotherapist Erica Flint. So I recommend you check that out. But this goes into the deep recesses of your mind and it helps to unlock the obstacles that are holding you back. Again, if you're doing all the things, all the things, you're checking all the boxes, you're creating lists and you're setting goals and you've done this and that and you read the books and you listen to the podcast and you're just not getting the damn results. Well, talk to a hypnotist or do any other of these action items. Okay, these are specific tactics that you can do, that you can use. And I want you to not just listen to this episode, go on and take action with these. You can get the action plan, go to jimharsherjr.com slash action, and you can download the PDF with all nine of these things, as well as the links to the episodes I mentioned, Erica Flint, the hypnotherapist, 249, 227 with Dana Wild, 152 with Jerry Kamar. There's all the, in 96 with Eric Weimer. So it's all these episodes you can reference and you can grab the action plan. It'll have all the links there. It'll have the nine items that I mentioned here. Don't just listen to this and move on with your day. Don't just go back to being busy, busy, busy. Get this mindset piece figured out. And again, if you want help with that, go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply and we can find a time to have a chat about how this might work in your life. That's all from me today. If you got a lot of value out of this, give it a rating and review on iTunes, please, or just send it to a friend and tell them to go check out jimharshawjr.com slash 259. That's episode 259 of the Success Through Failure podcast. Could be found where all fine podcasts are found, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, you name it, it's available there. As always... Take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success.